1: Orlando, uh, Bob, where are you at? Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant and Queens, New York Hardcore Podcast. Uh, I'm Patrick.
2: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom.
1: And uh, w- we come to you today uh, from uh, uh, parts unknown, points uh,
2: divergent. One uh, of us to- is using a microphone. It's up to <laughs> you <laughs> by the end of the the podcast to figure out who it was
1: yeah listen everybody.
3: uh we <laughs> want to give you
1: oh no I'm just turned into a ghost
0: a digital turned into a drunk ghost. What happened? What are you talking about? I wasn't even talking <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's haunted uh everybody uh we uh felt the obligation to bring you the hardcore reality, so uh even from these uh disparate uh locales we are we are doing the damn thing uh who, who are we giving a shout out today uh, as far as our sponsors go <clears throat>
0: Tom, you are on sound duty. So I'm going to say the sponsor's name and you give us a good sound, whatever sound that might be. Are you ready? Yes. Run for cover records. Check out that young gov LP. To live a lie records. Check out that spy habitual offender shipping now. Oh yeah, everybody close on that casket activities. Everybody's on that shit. Close casket activities.
2: Oh yeah. Uh,
0: everybody got to check everything out that they're doing. But that Vein FM record, uh, you guys seen the thing with the drummer and the drummers? Anyways, you got to see them on live because they got some wild stuff happening right now. check out the LP with Close Casket. And last, but definitely not least, death wishing. Who uh, Trey's putting out vibes that the new Frail Body LP is gonna be on some like album of the year type shit. So I'm very curious to hear that. Thank you to all our sponsors, we'll get them later. Go order stuff from them, tell them we sent you guys. How we doing? How we feeling?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I'm Hi, it's, for like, me. it's it's 90 degrees and oh. uh, <laughs> it's <clears throat> uh, Orlando everybody, you might hear the legitimate sounds of Orlando and that's because, uh, I'm in a school parking lot. It's the only place I could find that was quiet. Dude's the, arrested. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, that's the thing. It's actually a closed school. So I'm trespassing on two mm. levels right now. So, uh, <clears throat> at any rate, the, uh, the, do you think the that's how that laws
0: work? Do you think that's how, how it works that like you shouldn't be trespassing on a school and you shouldn't be trespassing in a closed down place. So you're doubling down. I think it, I think you got double jeopardy. You're fine.
1: No, no, no. I think th- Tom will tell you. I think this is uh, charges on charges. Uh, well, but the, yeah. I'm pretty the, sure the, me
0: and you have gone the exact same amount of law school. So we'll leave it all to Tom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've watched an incredible amount of
2: Law and Order. So me too. <laughs> the Pat, uh, hey, you sound good. Yeah, I just then, want you to know, you sound really good. Yeah, are hmm. you being sincere? I can't tell. No, you're coughing like, yeah. Oh yeah. Listen,
0: your I audio, audio fidelity is fine, but the coughing is uh, weary.
1: I have not been well. People that have seen us can can attest to this. Uh, I have not been well in probably two and a half weeks because oh. going going to bed at two a.m. every night to wake up at eight a.m. to dr- to immediately drive uh, and spend all of your time. Go- hey, everybody, this is me bitching about uh, going spending all your time going from like very specific types of uh mini biomes so like hotel rooms that have that have like are either super dry or the you know what you you think it's a hotel room oh it's super dry i'm gonna wake up with that weird cough thing going on but i'll tell you there's nothing more disturbing than a wet hotel room which i've had twice on this twice on this tour look to our to our listeners that are with their families, everybody cover your ears, cover your children's ears for one second. We had one hotel room that was so pungent of cum that I I I, <laughs> I seriously I gagged, and cum doesn't bother me. It's not like a disgusting smell, no. but, but like when it's thick, when I feel like it's like like I'm moving through the miasma of cum, it's not, it's not, it's not good. So <clears throat>
2: I it's and like that think that part one division, like when she's trying to get into the real world, yes, that was the cum world
1: for me right. and it was <laughs> it was it, it was very terrible anyway, the point is, I haven't felt good in a long time uh I thought I had covid, but then I took the test, I got no covid uh so I'm just a sick a sick little dude you know yo
0: and, let me let me throw my my theory out right now. this is uh science uh fact i guess science yo everyone is sick right now like
2: that's true like
0: with whatever it is there's some stuff going on but also the world's opening up yo everybody's immune system's been weak this is this is doctorate level zero here um no but it makes sense but i but yeah right just on a basic level i think everybody's kind of cross-contaminating and patrick i just traveled too and i was like oh you know what I think for people who are traveling, this is also even more severe because you're entering places. Like we all had our own, you know, think about this. The 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 level of modern convenience travel that used to happen was constant. So we were all sharing these little drug ecosystems, uh, look, drug, uh, illness ecosystems. And now we aren't, but now we are again. And so I think you're just, it's just, uh, it's a real battle of the wills. And you're on the front line.
1: So
2: He's Patty, no days off either.
1: Yeah, no, it's, tomorrow is our first day off. And it's, it's a 14 hour drive. Not first. day yeah, yeah, It's yeah. our first day off in like two weeks. And it's a Monday, bro. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? We were always the type that even when we had days off, we would fill them. Uh, and I guess we'll probably still continue to do that for some time, but uh it is getting tempting when you're when you're down bad, when you're sick as fuck, it is tempting to be like, yeah, can we can we maybe just hang in the hotel room for an entire fucking day? Uh yeah. but that we haven't had that occasion Sounds on this tour. Nice. It does, Sounds, right?
2: Nice.
1: ESB, ESPN take uh, out the whole dude, thing. I'm doing it all
2: weekend. <laughs>
0: yes. Although Yo, I think I think all three of us will say ESPN in the hotel room especially if you're by yourself yo that's the vacation
2: that's it i don't that's have amazing. to do anything
1: yeah although fellas I, I you can tell me because you're more plugged in on the sports world than i am is espn ass now it really feels yes. like not not near like i used to look forward to an espn hotel evening and now i'm yes. like yeah eh. <laughs> no I it, they
2: go to the ba- it, you know the baseball channel no, so exactly the the
0: the specialty sports channels are the way to go now because yes. they actually get all the highlights and ESPN has been severely limited by them. So they have these like drip drafts of highlights and then lots of talk on like, well, you know, Chris Weber tweeted, and let's get some talking heads. And it's- yeah, yeah.
2: And if you if you nap enough, you will wake up at the same point in the same ESPN uh, oh, same yeah. sports center. Like four times. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. Oklahoma State beat fucking, uh, you know, OU 54 42. Got, all right, got it. <laughs>
0: exactly like I, right. Then I feel exactly like a bookie. Right.
2: I know every score. I go, what, what's the action on Gonzaga? I got everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, tour has otherwise seemingly been very good. Is this right, Patrick?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, it's it's been lit as hell. Thank you to anybody that came out. It's uh, I came out. <laughs> You did come out. I appreciate you very much, Tom. I, support I, I, it. I apologize that I big timed you by having to piss. I Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean you like,
2: no, big timed me outside the venue. Wait, Boy,
0: wait, 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 wait. What what's the story?
1: No, so, was just, Tom, Tom was like, yo, let's meet up. I was like, Yeah, okay. And I round the corner he's there, and I was like I was like, All right, Tom, I gotta pee <laughs> I Yeah, I like to pee so bad. Damn.
2: Yeah, damn. like I'm on Myrtle yeah. Avenue in fucking Bushwick and I'm talking to my buddy Brendan, who I'm at the show with, and I... and you know, I mean, I, quite honestly, and this is full transparency. I like Pat, yeah, I'm oh yeah, Pat. Oh yeah. and I like yeah, Bob. Yeah. So like, if I happen to be in Bob's like general area, I'd be like, Hey buddy, yeah. like I'm down the yeah. street. Come hang. If you can, you know, like I'd love sure. to see you yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're actually yeah, yeah. friends on this thing. So I was like, Oh, he's in town. Maybe I'll see him. You know, he, you know, he thankfully got us in cause it was a sold out concert on a Saturday night in Brooklyn, Woo! you know, That's fucking hot. six, 700 kids in Brooklyn. No big deal. Um, I I couldn't I went in there, I was like, I felt like I was in like a fucking in a John Hughes movie. It felt like it was fucking sixteen candles in a mosh pit. Um but yeah, so Pat turns the corner in his fucking bright yellow fucking safety vest or whatever the fuck. His high viz. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, hey Tom. And I'm like, Hey buddy. So I introduced him to my friend Brendan, or whatever, whatever. And we talked for like three minutes and he goes, I really gotta pay, man. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, "I'll catch you in there." He didn't wow! Know. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> listen, I,
1: listen, I think listen. he
2: gave me like the finger guns and like that. Like when he left, no I was like, guns. "Fuck this guy, man!" Like,
1: <laughs> listen, wow. when I got yeah. a when I got a piss, I got a piss, and that extends to anybody that I just walked by. I did. I'm not big time at anybody out here. I just you know what Pat did. Approved.
2: Pat did the way like he, you know, like when you see like a famous person and they don't want to be, they don't want to interact. They like okay. look, but they're not focused anywhere. They're just oh, like yeah. ahead. Good move. That's what Pat did to me. Damn. Damn. So he's like That's and then dirty. if you know like, you know, like you know, like if you know a famous dude like that that or a famous woman that doesn't want to be bothered, then you have to like kind of be like, Hey, we're friends. I've known you since grammar school kind of shit. You have to like step <sighs> yeah, in their girl. gate. That's what I had to do to Pat. Yep. He was just like, I'm not looking at any of these fucking people. I'm I'm just trying to get to my backstage area.
1: Damn. I I would not Apparently they were like, like chicken
2: that. there was like it was like a chicken coop the backstage area.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh I, look, I'm sure we talked about this on the last episode. What room you got to fill to get a real green room? What what size room is it? Just let me know and I will become that I will become that big. I will make sure the band becomes big enough that we can have a reliable green room night to night.
2: I, I think if, you're if, in that general vicinity but not in New York. You need more rap, you need more rap parts,
1: more. Apparently, I'm in some fucking dungeons on this shit, and we're filling decent-sized rooms, and it's like, I cannot believe the places that, like, uh, uh, look, respect to the places that had us, particularly respect to the promoters, but let me say, if, there's (laughs) like bare, there's bare minimum.
2: Can I get get a coat of paint? Can I get a coat of paint?
1: No, no, I don't need a coat of paint, I need... Light. We've we've we, we've played two venues where the green rooms had like the type of light. It, it was a saw movie. Do you know what I mean? Like there was yeah. no fucking light. And it it, 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 it. I just don't understand. Like one dude on the last tour, actually, that that was the Citizen tour. Citizen had the the good sense to just go. Hey, brother, can we just give you a couple dollars to go get a light bulb? Is that a thing we can do? And, and, uh, like, wow, and, like. You know, dude, dude did come back with a light bulb and and figured it out. But like, it's wild that any venue would be like, "Hey, I know what I know what a band wants. They want to put things down and then never find them again because that's how dark the room is. That's what they want." Like, yo, what you have? Sorry, one job. You got one job. (laughs) I know you think. I know you think it's to sell alcohol, but it's actually. To to make make me feel good. To make Patrick feel validated.
2: Now, do you think... Here's a way that we can rectify this. Mm. And this is is my question for you. Do we need more people in the biz, whether it be musicians, you know, merch people owning venues?
0: Oh, good
1: question. So I would have said yes, but some of the more brutal venues I've played... It goes both ways. I've played. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played artist-owned venues that are very—they're down. They, they get it and all that. And then I've played artist-owned venues where, uh, you know, I don't want to. I'm not in anybody's pocket. I'm not trying to like uh, tell people how to uh, run their business. But it feels like maybe the, you know, six to twelve thousand dollars that you might need for a build out of some type is just that's that's not on the docket this year you know what I mean that's, like, that's, that's sure. not gonna happen this year so like it, it, it goes both ways uh, in principle yes because uh, everybody would understand oh hey the, the green so you need a means to get to the stage uh, that doesn't send you through the crowd that seems like very 101 right but
2: then a lot of places it, are do not have that I would say mm-hmm.
1: 65% of places do not have
2: that. I mean, like, one of, the, you know, I've, I've gone to St. Vitus and watched very famous people walk from the downstairs backstage area, like, through the, like, you know, fucking Milo's walking by me to get to the stage. Right. Yeah, you yeah know, and,
1: it, <laughs> and here's the thing. You guys can be honest with me. I, I I I will take no exception to whatever you say. Am I a little too high on myself that I feel like, like uh, having to like navigate, uh, like I'm not like the dude that just pushes people out of the way. So my like, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. Like, is that, that's that's, like not the best vibe, right?
2: As a man of larger carriage who takes up more room (laughs) to get through that space, that shit sucks. It's fucking really annoying. It's all, it's really annoying. Uh, so, and as anyway. a person who, you know what? None of my bands are as big as Pat's, as big as Drug Church mm. is right now. I can say mm. that. There's right no. Now. Well, no. I mean, you're you're as big as any band I've ever been in, easily by by a long yeah. shot. We're not drawing fucking five hundred people anywhere.
1: No, but 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 I, but I think I honestly think that in most precious bloods moment, you, you were you were steady as a wind. So far as I could tell. Yeah. You could tell, you could tell stories about like, oh, there's 40 people at this show and blah, blah, blah. But I think, honestly, you were steady going for like longer than a lot of the bands in that scene. And I know I know you exited that band before they kind of entered their monster truck phase. But like, it's like, you know, like I, it, it, I would say steady going
2: anyway. Anyway, going. but my point being, even like as someone who doesn't play often now, there is nothing worse in the world. Than not having somewhere to just like hang out,
1: yeah, like listen. to be
2: like I'm posted up at like the merch boot merch area or just like kind of walking around. We played a festival years ago, um, one of our first shows, well, early show back, and the backstage area is being used for uh, music video. So literally, our backstage, like where we sat for like six hours in the bleach, like the blaring sun was bago the the. Like the back of Bagos car leaning on a, like a, like a Johnny pump, like a fire hydrant. Yeah. Not our best, not our best performance. When we finally got up there. (laughs) (laughs) FYI. Well, well, here's the thing. Sunstroke. It was fucking terrible. Yeah.
1: If, if the van feels like a better alternative green room,
2: that's you're doing, Uh you're doing something
1: wrong. You know what I mean? Cause I was just in the van for seven hours. So like, it's not cause I love it. So 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 if right. if you're in that if you're in that space you're just doing something wrong. And look, I don't want to sound ungrateful because I appreciate all the venues that had us and it sometimes it just literally is what it is. But uh if we're just here convention, uh there's I could make an I could make some lists.
2: Here's my know? question, Pat. Here's my another yeah. question for you. I've been uh in the uh YouTube um van life build out kind of thing going on. Ooh, nice. Do you think DC is at a, sp- a point that there they could maybe you know get a sprinter fucking build it out and make it you know a a, a green room that is consistent whether it be in Ooh. Oklahoma City or Miami or LA or well th-
1: th- this is not a this is not a flex of any type for anybody that's listening uh, Bob and Tom are very kind about Drug Church uh, but. Mm i As I tell people all the time, if it takes you ten years to get to the place that you're you're marginally like you're making the income of like a twenty six year old uh it, it it's you know take take it with a grain of salt i'm not I'm not trying to flex on anybody by 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 having like a tiny moment where people like my band so uh the, all this is to say uh the, our guarantees uh are are getting nicer so uh tom to to that question it's conceivable. Uh, however, uh, I would probably rather be uncomfortable and take the money.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, That's like, fair. That's totally fair. Uh, you, <laughs>
1: know, but, I, you know, I, I, I think that that type of, I've talked to a great many band people who are like, yeah, listen, my comfort is worth every fucking dollar. I'll, I'll, whatever. Like I know a band that shouldn't be in a bus anymore. They still ride a bus everywhere. And it's not because like, it's not to flex. It's just because they're like, you can't go backwards. If you go backwards, you just you, your back hurts. You feel like a you, you feel like a schlub. It's
0: just a yeah, bad your feeling. mental your mental right. state might be really rough if you're, we're touring in the bu- in the bus and now you're in a fifteen passenger.
1: Right, going home like, to your sleep.
0: Yeah. Like, dude, day three might be really rough. you are like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing? Damn. Um,
2: right. You know. Oh, you'd rather just go home to your six roommates, but like be torn in a fucking. You
1: know, yes. a big yeah ass yeah bus huh? yeah i mean I, l- listen i can we here
2: pat is on the next drug church tour is a bus tour no, no it, it, it's definitely no bus you before. need to have a generator outside and water chilled to the artist's discretion, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I'd be happy just to get enough waters uh, water apparently is part of our uh uh, supply chain problems is uh, water at the moment. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm not getting nearly enough. All right, enough bitching about that. Uh, can, can we talk about uh, Kevin Seconds getting too real on Maine? Is that is that, is that oh, a yeah. talk?
0: Let's let's talk about yeah. it. So so set the set the stage. The ambush begins.
1: Go ahead. Uh, okay. So uh, Kevin Seconds, uh, a, a gentleman that we've talked about a great deal. We probably talk about seven seconds more than any any, any other podcast uh, going. and Reverence, uh, love,
0: and respect for seven yes. seconds.
1: Yeah, and for a lot of reasons that we've enumerated many times, but a big part of it is that for a number of years, it just didn't feel like they were getting the love that they deserve as not just a, a one of the seminal sort of hardcore punk bands, but also a truly great band for many records. So we've gone through it, but uh kevin uh, at one time was like top tier performer i couldn't speak to it now i haven't seen uh like you know he's an older gentleman i haven't seen the seven seconds lineup but uh literally the dude that was that cared how he sounded do you know what i'm saying (laughs) which is like not normal for a lot of hardcore vocalists so shout out to him uh but he is doing a tour right now. I think uh it's a rot- it might be a rotating opener or not opener, support for circle jerks. Is that correct? It's,
2: it's yeah, it's uh, it's approach a negative approach.
1: Seconds. Yep. Okay, so uh <laughs> that is in my view a really great tour, but I don't I, I have literally no idea how it's doing. I don't know what the interest is. I have to imagine that the majority of people coming out are you know 38 plus you know
2: uh used to be doing quite well
1: oh well that's fantastic like selling out places
2: the two nights they're doing two nights at irving plaza in the city
1: okay so that that makes what i'm about to say now even more interesting i think which is kevin seconds on his instagram just had a caption that was uh very uh vulnerable which was just i think i want to go home uh and it wasn't on some bitter shit it was on some I'm I'm tired and physically uncomfortable and would like to be in the company of my wife. Yeah, (laughs) it's sort of shit. And it was a very too honest. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna, uh, you know, R.I.P. to John Joseph's uh, Instagram, which I understand got banned recently. Uh, (laughs) Don't don't
0: worry, he has two or three others legitimately. (laughs) But
1: here's my point: is the world the social media world wasn't built for. Fifty plus year old men. That's just what it is, right? Like some of them can use it better than others, but it's. I mean, truthfully, it's not built necessarily for me. It's it's uh, it, it's built for people that are slightly younger than me and probably all the way down to children now, right? But like fifty plus, you start to struggle a little bit. And yeah, of, I mean, he those- he
2: spent his sixty first birthday on tour. Yes. And his thirtieth wedding anniversary.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which by oh. which by the way shout out to both those things when i saw that it was his 30th uh uh, that's incredible uh a a deep respect for that back to the point he just got very open and i don't want to say there's something wrong with it i just want to say that it's like you have to like john joseph i feel like and now he's he's bitched about shit in a way that's not flattering before on occasion but for the most part I think he understands he's going to get banned at some point, you know what I mean? And meanwhile, I don't know if, I don't know if Kevin seconds understands that, that, that like being vulnerable in that space, in my view, as a guy who has had every type of relationship with the internet, uh, I think it's never really very good. <laughs> you don't got to be a rock. You got, you don't got to be like a hard man all the time, but I think letting people know that that you are at all bothered or at all sad or whatever is, I don't want to use unbecoming because then our listeners that like get very deep on the internet are going to feel like I'm clowning them. But I just feel like.
2: Isn't it, it appropriate like, for him though, to do this of anybody?
1: Well, you know what? He's been earnest for uh, 40 years. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, if anybody, maybe him. But I'm just saying that like, like I told somebody this, I was talking to somebody about this and they said, damn, that's not a good energy for getting people to your show. <laughs> I said, "I said, yeah, I, that's kind of how I feel about it. And maybe I'm just in showman mode. You know what I mean? Maybe I should be like a little bit more vulnerable, but like, to me, it's just kind of a like, oh uh, yeah. You know, like, like save that for the wife, save that for the diary. You, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it do, you don't got to, you don't gotta tell total strangers. Is that is that I got, fair? Or I you got, see well,
0: the- no. I got a question for the room on that because I, I think we, uh, the three of us collectively, on a personal level, have entered an interesting place with our our social media usage. You know, and yeah, I mean,
1: sure, uh, m- mine is at all time low.
0: Well, right, yeah, which is a good thing. But even that, I mean, I mean, our our participation in terms of like posting. It's almost purely promotional and or things we're doing. Less irreverence and less like actual stuff to interact with. Do you think that's is that an accurate thing to say?
1: A hundred percent on on my part. And Tom, how do you feel about it?
2: No, I think so. Yeah, and I think it's 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 become a cesspool. And I yeah. think he, he's probably new enough to it. That he doesn't realize, like, the darkness that is actually out there.
0: Well, and he's using it right. Like, you're 100% right. He's using it in this kind of, like... How it was. Na- yeah, well, it's, like, an innocent, yes, naive, sure, uh, honest way, which, like, to be real, like, let's let's call a spade a spade in the best possible light those things all describe a certain element of Kevin second's appeal. Right. Is that yeah. like, this is a dude who's honest on main, who's bearing his emotions and was pretty unafraid to do so throughout seven seconds career of like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling like a new wind now, you know, let's go praise. Let's go, you know, and right. so credit to him keeping that same energy, but you're not wrong also. It's um, it's tough. It's tough to see people go through that and put it online. And especially when the online culture has just become LOL GTFO, right. you know?
2: Right. Like, Old man sad. It. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Go ahead. No. Go I ahead. mean, if this was
2: John Brandon being like, fuck this, I want to go home to Detroit, you'd be like, yo, man. Hope he's all right. <laughs> but I feel like from the get go, from any experience I've ever had, with the the person, with his music, with his live shows, with everything. Like, he's a pretty open dude. And to be 61, married for 30 years, I'm like, haven't been home for that. You know, you've always been home for those milestones. In the last probably 15 years or so. And now you're not. And this is a fucking long-ass tour. I thought Patrick's tour was long. Yo, this is like a two-month tour. You got nothing on Keith Morris, my man. (laughs) <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Keith Morris.
1: As long as it's not off, I, I'm I'm good with him,
2: <laughs> dude. Um, I mean, they, the tour started March 17th, and it's um, I mean, it's off and on. It goes through April 30th or May 1st. So, I mean, for a bunch of 60-something-year-old human beings out there, from March 17th through May 1st, and then there's another Jesus. like West Coast leg leg for another like three weeks. Jesus, oh, like My that's God. impressive.
1: Now, now you yeah. got to figure is this being billed as a, as a kind of a a goodbye to circle jerks or like, I I don't really know.
0: No, it's just, it's just a like punk mega powers tour.
2: You know what I mean? And yeah, like they've had reissues done.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that's a big part of it. Both bands. I will say
0: this and and circle jerks. Yo, merch for these bands, fucking fire. Seven seconds, merch, like, I might need to go to the show just to buy some of the 7 Seconds shirts. They're so good. There's this one that's just the like classic 7 Seconds logo repeating down the front, different colors. It looks so good. I'm I'm impressed. So shout out to whoever did that. Circled Shirts merch looks really good too. Negative Approach, I don't even know. Their merch shouldn't be nothing except the white t-shirt with the 7-inch cover on it. But yeah, like, that's uh, true. it all looks good. It, it's a it, big shout out to that.
2: They did cancel their their jersey show though. Oh, they did. <clears throat> they canceled Vermont, I think mm-hmm. Jersey, Boston, and Philly because Keith Morris has COVID. Oh,
1: sorry to hear that.
2: Yeah. And then um, they're like, hey, you know, the openers are struggling. You know, the openers, negative approach and seven fucking seconds. You know, like, so if you want to buy like these, like, signed tour posters to help them through like these days you know, off i'm like that's what that was oh my god
0: oh man we should book uh we should maybe ask needs to present uh a negative for seconds seven second show come on somebody get on that um yeah so so hey swank yeah i know come on short style punk night um in uh yes it's a little too much on me but i wouldn't have that i would never ever ever ask that dude to change for the sake of uh, the ugliness that social media culture is.
2: I agree.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I mean, Ernest is his vibe and his appeal, and you're either with it or not. And at this point, yeah, listen, let's give him credit. He lives on planet Earth. May- maybe he knows. I, I'm just, you know what, may- why maybe I'm being a bit sensitive about this? I, I, I'm i not going to repeat it. I just saw something very ugly a short time ago about somebody in sure. in our community where somebody somebody's in a bad way and the, the top comment was something that would get your face kicked in and it w- it was like oh somebody's always got to say something negative yeah. as fuck yep. you know
2: I mean? yeah, like, dear so. listeners dm me i will not know what pat is talking about
1: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what, i'll tell you when we're off
2: yeah, you're not going to gonna and be- then i'm going to get dms and text, like, what's pat mean i got 17 what's the the fun band that pat's going on tour with next
1: Oh right, yeah. I'm, I'm PR I'm guy. Pe- I am glad people care. That's nice.
2: Yeah, cool. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> Yo, um I got I got a question for you guys. Um so so one of the ideas that, that uh I'm pitching but we didn't really have proper time for us to, to air it out is is let's let's rack our brains. We've had a lot of ideas, we had a lot of opinions that we've put out here. What where we were wrong? And uh, and I think that's always fun. It's always fun. Just a life lesson. It's fun to self-evaluate. If you do that enough, these dickheads in the street can't do it to you because you already did it to yourself. So, Right, it it's like 8
2: yourself. Mile. Like when Eminem points out all the shit that's fucked up about his life. Yeah. And then the guy is yeah. like, oh, I can't say anything. You already said everything. Boom. So,
0: we're going to do that soon. But... In the spirit, I wanted to throw one out because I, I, I had a conversation with a, a friend uh, a couple weeks ago where we kind of got to this point, and, and it's relevant to have this. Uh, I think we've talked about this. We actually talked about how we thought melodic hardcore was kind of on an upswing. And I don't think we were totally wrong. We've definitely seen a few bands who are a little more on the melodic side tick up or have a kick up a little more interest. One Step Closer being one of them. Praise has their new LP coming out on Rev, and I think people are pretty hyped on that. Um, and there's there's a, a good grip of other bands doing that. But outside of One Step Closer, <clears throat> we haven't seen like a big sweep and, and uptick in that stuff. Rather, we've seen a big sweep and uptick in like faster, chaotic hardcore, which uh, I'm I'm not mad at at all. But where we have seen the popularity swell is in the adjacent world. Right. And yeah. that is almost undeniable, I think. And it's not like we haven't talked about that being like, hey, yeah, this stuff, you know, seems to be gaining ground. My my question to you guys is is the adjacent world of hardcore, hardcore adjacent. Is it not a separate lane, but actually the evolution of where a lot of mainstream hardcore is going?
1: Oh wow, that that's an interesting question. Yeah, I I feel I'm not going to excuse myself from the conversation, but I well, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, bias.
0: In, in well, my, well, so, in- so 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 you're. Uh, I want to put it out there for both of you guys. We are seeing, and we talked about it a few weeks ago. And I, 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 Tom, you might have got some feedback on this too. I, I got a a, like shit ton. The clean cut, hardcore, like fastball, hardcore kid. uh, Twelve years ago, we would have said it was a Bridge Nine kid. Maybe nine, eight, nine years ago, we would have said it's a Triple B kid. Even five years ago, maybe we would have said just a Triple B kid. Um. That person doesn't really totally exist anymore in the numbers
1: that they did, and we sort that's, of opined that, and said, that, "That's I can tell you from being out here right now. That's very, very true." Right. <laughs> that, that is like that. That person is, uh, and look for the people. Well, that they're
0: are, they're on the uh, they're on the endangered species list, whereas the youth crew is like on the like extinct. Like, like almost extinct
1: list, right? Yeah, but um, uh, hold on, Bob, Bob. For for our listeners who are uh, uh, perception impaired and and struggle yeah. with some shit, maybe explain that we don't mean that triple B is not hot. We don't. No, mean no, no, no. That, that We don't mean that Bridge Nine couldn't put out a good record. That what we mean is there was a look and <laughs> a, and a type of person. A collared,
2: so right, a plaid collared shirt, Yep. high and tight haircut, not a ton of facial hair. Nope. Maybe in- they
0: have, yeah, sort of fashionable jeans or right. could be wearing cargo shorts. Um, If they aren't wearing the button down, they might have a band shirt that has a live photo on the back. You know what I mean? Um, And. Patrick's right. Those things were just associated with those labels and this and that. You know, and there's been a lot of different iterations and eras. In fact, when you look at Triple B doing just as well as it ever has, but you look at some of the hottest acts on Triple B, all on
1: the harder
0: side of hardcore.
1: So that, that that's right. That's that's the relevant point to me. That that's yes. the part that like is. Mm-hmm. Worth hammering is these are still these are still triple B acts, but if you compare, and it might honestly be the same kid. That would be an interesting question. Well, no, well, so
0: here's the thing: it 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 could be, but but as they get older, they get into different things. So it it you see some of that graduation into a harder sound, or just a a drifting that way kind of stream of things. We're seeing that realm, but I think all three of us can acknowledge there is a certain brand of hardcore kid who might dabble with that, but that's never going to be their main course. They might order that as a side, but that's not their meal. And what I'm saying is there's never going to be the numbers on people who make that their meal are never the same as the numbers who made the, like the mainstream mainline fastball pitch, hardcore kid, into just strictly heavy, hard, like, crowd kill style hardcore, you know? But do
2: you think everyone's just meeting in the middle?
0: I don't. I think that it's drifted. I think, and it's, my, the reason I ask is because I think it's kind of this interesting question. I think there's been some gravitational pull. Putting this, putting our friend out on, on Maine, Pat Flynn, singer of Half Heart. Half heart is a perfect description of a clean cut band, bi- clean cut. This is the, this is the fastball pitch mainstream hardcore band. They're fast enough for hardcore kids. They have mosh parts. They have the big sing-alongs da, da da. but you know, that's, that's a great example of that kind of a band. He sings for fiddlehead now and fiddlehead. We all could sit here and call them hardcore or not hardcore but they certainly fit more in the weird hardcore adjacent category that we've developed in a post title fight world, in a post slash living in turnstiles world, hardcore is bent. And I'm not saying it's worse off. I-, I think it's interesting. And it's like, we've talked about a hardcore J stuff as a separate, like uncanny Valley at different points. But I think that that's now the main line, and it has become the evolution when previously we had seen it as, you know, maybe we were, you know, the, the Cro-Magnons, and this is, you know, Homo sapiens come along, and the first handful of Homo sapiens are like, oh, look at those weird things, huh, <laughs> and now everybody's a Homo sapien, and we're like, oh shit, that's what it is. Um, and I think we're going to see more and more of that. And in fact, we are seeing more and more of this blending and crossbreed and like bands who 15 years ago, it would be kind of like, Oh, are they a hardcore band? Sonically, it's a little more melodic or it has more rock elements or it's a little more developed style wise. But now it's like, nah, that's, that's where we're at right now.
2: So I guess guess that's what I meant by like, Yeah. I think that's kind of what I meant by like meeting in the middle because like there are almost like no more like blank kids for the most part. Like the first thing that when you mentioned that, the first thing that came to my mind was that no pressure and tsunami are doing a European tour. Yes. Lifetime wasn't (laughs) taking out bulldoze.
0: Perfect. Yes. Correct.
2: So I think like, you know, or like, you know, like, uh, Pain of Truth is playing, like, this, like, giant festival in Texas, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, you know, uh, there's, like, a hardcore day, a rap day, or or no, there's a rap rap um, stage, a hardcore stage, and like, a pop punk stage. But, like, they're playing with, like, Newfound Glory and this, and, that, like, mm-hmm. that would have happened 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think, like... Well- there's a mixture of like people like saves the day and like fucking and like fucking earth crisis where there were times that that didn't really exist.
0: Well, and perhaps even something that we're saying is that the canon of being a hardcore kid has never been broader, you know, because you're right. Like now I bet all three of us, Tom, you're someone who like saves the day and earth crisis. I'm assuming that's correct. Patrick liked earth crisis. I like save the day. There were intersections, Tom, you're in the Venn diagram, you're in the intersection, but that was a perhaps exception. And now it's sort of just like, yeah, man, like you might not love earth crisis, but you're not denying them as part of like the sound. It's, It's almost hard to not include them when, and, and then you move that we, we we're using references from 20 years ago even right, right, right. but you move that dial and it's like look there's someone who can there's someone who could deny code orange in their current state as being a hardcore band or being relevant and like those are all fine conversations et cetera. not not for now not for this conversation but what i do want to say is like yo Code Orange, I Am King is undeniable in that when you go back for the 10 years between 2010 and 2020, not only was it a very popular record, it was a very influential record, and we are still feeling it
2: now. Absolutely.
0: And, and the same can be said for Turnstile, and the same can be said for Power Trip, and the same can be said for Incendiary, and all these things. And you trace back those roots out. And we just have this really broad dearth of sound, so now, of course, the current wave of bands is going to have a really broad range of sounds coming out and It's kind of fascinating to see how in relative relatively, how quickly that has moved for better or worse, you know, Patrick, chime in here as the uh the resident who is out
1: there in the streets well. I'm going to say I'm being eaten alive by mosquitoes in a, a public park in Orlando. I am, uh, I'm going to say that I, here's why I'm not fully on board. I was sold by y- your premise, to start, but there, here's my pushback. I haven't seen enough young people bands occupy that space. What we're, we're seeing a, a number of like, you know, hardcore success, relative success. This is still small bands we're talking about that um, from the older, older fellows. And when I say older fellows, I mean like 35 plus. So we're talking about mm-hmm. the, the uh, angel dust uh, uh, drug church, uh uh, Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead, uh, uh, turnstile. Uh, so like these aren't necessarily young men. You know what I mean? Like that we're talking well, about.
0: Well, let me, let me give you one under the age range. No pressure, sure. which Tom mentioned. Uh,
1: yes. Could sure. could have been
0: considered a pop punk band, however, by a lot of people. However, they play squarely in hardcore shows and self-identify
1: as such. Okay, that's a good point. It, here's what I would say. No pressure could conceivably be a wave. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It, it makes sense that it would be. Uh, those shows are popping off, uh, but I I just don't know yet because this is seemingly the march of, of time, is that Pat Flynn was in Have Heart, then he was in a number of bands that were like very intentionally niche, mm-hmm. and then, uh, which we don't talk about enough, maybe we've mentioned it once or twice, That's that's to his credit as an artist. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't interested in chasing the big thing time and time again. You know what I mean? So uh, you you do the thing that is uh, interesting to you for a number of years. And then you find a thing that is uh, melodic, often post-hardcore. Your roots are very clearly on your sleeve, uh, but it is a different thing.
0: That, that's, well, and let's let's pause. Let's pause real quick, uh, and just because in the spirit of any episode it could be someone's first. Uh, for anyone out there who has heard Fiddlehead and enjoys Fiddlehead, you should give some time and attention to Pat's band, Sweet Jesus, which is not the same and not close. However, if you like how raw and emotional, and kind of pulling that Fiddlehead can be, Sweet Jesus might hit those same notes. So. Brief interlude, please continue. Sorry for interrupting.
1: No sweat, uh, and that's a fact. So, the uh, uh, th- this the way that this has always gone is you have your Walters, and then you have your dude from Phobia, and it, it, this is on the extreme end of things. You have the the person that is pursuing different a different sound. Some people might write it off. I mean, look, when I was a young when I was a young dude going to hardcore shows. I didn't have time for quicksand. I barely had time for Fugazi. You know what I mean? And, yep. and Fugazi, Fugazi made it in on a technicality because minor threats like my favorite band. You know what I mean? So like technicality that I, that was open to to Fugazi. The point is, <clears throat> you've got that artist usually uh, who is on the the fringe of hardcore, if they can even be considered hardcore. And then you have the kind of elder statesman who doubles down on the sound that, they popularized or they helped a, a pioneer or, or you, you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah, it, 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 I
0: do, I do. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove my point by asking you a question based on your st- statement. Who, what band young or old would you say is on the fringe of hardcore sonically at this point?
1: Uh, I, I, if your point is to illustrate that any answer I give you could probably nudge just slightly in, and it would be squarely into what people think as well, hardcore.
0: Well, and it is, it is, but it also is that I just I have a hard time, and please chime in. I have a hard time picking out that fringe band, other than bands like look, I used Code Orange. They're clearly pushing into a different place and want to be in a different place. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a band who you, who people would go. That's not hardcore, and I'm not talking about some old fuddy duddy. I'm talking about someone who's active, who's listening to this podcast and cares about the music that's going on right now. I think it would be really hard. Like I'm Tom, do you have any bands You go, yo, their, their sound is kind of on the fringe outside of this.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like I, I there's a million fuddy duddies that are like, you know, fucking turnstiles, not hardcore, I, we're, but we're not talking about them. The one no. band that I, and, and this could be my own ignorance and, I don't even know if you're that familiar with them. Pat might be because you know Pat's a pitchfork reader. Um, mm-hmm. That band, The Armed. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't. I okay. mean, like, I think I listened to it once, and I was like, I'm cool. But like, people that I, whose whose opinions I respect, think it's like the greatest thing ever. But I don't. I think it's hardcore in vibe more than sound.
1: But oh. It could be crazy. oh uh... I got one, the the armed show me the body. These are acts that, okay, uh, there
0: you go. That's the edge. Yeah. Right. Show me the body. (laughs) But uh, as we've discussed, we have, we have mutuals who will be like, no, show me the body's the most exciting and best hardcore band going right
1: now. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a number of people that feel like they are pioneering something, you know what I mean? And I mean, perhaps, you know what I mean? I, I don't know what the future holds, but I, I, uh, to me, that's like maybe on the outer. Yeah, I would consider that the outer fringe. But I also. And I, I, I think
0: I would too. And Tom, great identification.
1: But, but here's the thing. I am really hesitant to describe Drunk Church as anything but the outer fringe. Do you know well, what I mean?
0: It, I think, I think. Yo, here's the thing. There was a long time. And I, it's, you know, we put you in an unfair position to discuss this sometimes, but you roll with it. So, appreciate it. I think there was a time where it was, like, very clear that Drug Church was on the outer fringe in, in terms of hardcore. But it doesn't feel like you've moved towards hardcore. Rather, hardcore's moved towards you.
1: Okay, that is that is a thesis that I can uh, support with data. <laughs> so, so Correct. Yes. Uh, um I would say that uh, at least a third of the people attending our shows are dyed-in-the-wool hardcore kids wearing, uh, you know, uh, be-all, end-all shirts. You, you, you know, Well, what I'm and, like,
0: and I think, here's my thing, I think that what a hardcore kid is, and it always changes, you know? Like, look, if you took a kid, uh, uh, if you took a, a fucking skin rolling out of CBGBs in 85, he fell into a time vortex and was dropped on the sidewalk outside CV's in '93. He'd look around and go, Who the hell are these kids? Oh, they're hardcore kids. Nah, they ain't. Yeah. Fast uh, forward, same course, thing, sure. seven years, same thing. Fast forward, seven years, same thing. Um, so I think. With
4: the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: That is kind of like where my thesis begins. And um, I think we're going to see it prove itself out in the sound. I think we're seeing a lot of varied sounds, even in subgenres. Like, you guys can speak to this more than me. But from what I see on the more metallic side, on the more metallic hardcore and metalcore side, there is the like, um, you know, blooming of all different types of flowers effect. There's all different types of bands going for different styles, and there's some commingling and intermixing, but it's all gravy. You know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's who like. Well, I, I like Dying Wish, but you know, F, uh, wristbeats razor or like, but knock blues. Ugh, yuck. You know what I mean? Um, it seems like there's a real openness, and then on um, the more, the less metallic stuff, it's it's ranging from way more melodic almost what what would have felt like like that Tom that we've discussed the like far side game face uh indie alt for hardcore right. kids world but that's right. now almost like those it's bands hardcore. play just straight up yeah right
2: right like that and, was for like Sensefield was for like Pearl Jam for hardcore kids because you couldn't yeah. wear a Pearl Jam <laughs> shirt to a fucking you know a mad ball show yeah but like you, but could you can get, get away, away with, with Sensefield because it's got a, the rev star so you're cool
0: yeah, but like yeah, now, I'm that's kidding. like
2: that's a center line.
0: Yes, yes, and I think we're seeing a lot of bands who dwell. I, I mean, a friend friend of the podcast and a label we all think is pretty cool, NMZ. Look at his catalog. Oh, He's yeah, Nick Nick's doing a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of diverse stuff. And I would I would hesitate to call any of his stuff not hardcore.
2: But but very few of pure. very little of it is in the middle of hard like
0: yeah. fastball hardcore. You know, like, yeah. yeah, like end on end, end on end, end, end. end, end on end is yeah. super. Like that's there's his fast hardcore like fastball. But then you know what's the uh, the new thing he did? A sky so black is that one? That's one of the new ones. Yeah, uh, he, Prize he puts Wars, out. You know? Yeah, he
2: puts out a lot of stuff. Yeah, I yell at Prize him. Wars. I go, I can't keep up.
0: <laughs> but there's a lot of different things going on. And I think we're kind of seeing that. So yeah. um, that was based on this conversation I had with a friend. And I, I thought uh, it, it kind of, it was one of those conversations that stuck in my, my gnaw because I couldn't, I couldn't unthink it. I was like, yeah, maybe we, we were wrong. Not in that, you know, there wouldn't be more melodic stuff, Bob, Bob, more that the hardcore Jace, it was a separate thing but it was the next evolution of where all this is going. And I would, I certainly wouldn't have predicted that and maybe, maybe I'm wrong right now, but I kind of don't think I am. And I think we're going to see more of this. Like we're more likely. All right. Question for both of you. Are we more likely to see bands who want to sound like drug church over the next three years or see a rebirth of bands who want to sound like the early rev In the next three years,
2: drug oh, church. Uh,
1: here, here's the only reason I'm I'm hesitant to say that is because you're he, the singer of drug church. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, well, it,
2: oh, it's humility. So, you know.
1: And, no, it's not just that. It, it's also, uh, Bob. Here's uh, now past. As they say, we've talked about this in in finance. Uh, past performance no uh, indi- indicator of future results. But mm-hmm. um, so you know, I I hate to bring up like a. It's just what you sound like to a degree is if somebody was really excited about Quicksand, Orange 9, that scene. Or
0: saying this is the next. No, good point. So, so, what happened right after that was uh, Rebirth of Hardcore Pride. And let me just be clear. That got an entire
1: wave of kids into hardcore, including me. That's what I'm saying. Like going back to it, it often goes back to base. Now, here's the real question to me: is what is going back to base? Obviously, base changes just slightly with every generation. So, right. is any is anybody going to go back to the negative approach? They barely do now. You know, well I mean? they barely so, do now.
0: But but here's the one thing I'll say. Um, and shout out to the big takeover. We're seeing that. There's um, a big punk festival out in LA. There's uh man, uh, the big punk festival in Philly that I'm excited to go to. There's been a huge resurgence in the punk hardcore side of things. You know, um, I think we're we're going to see, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff you see out there. Um, I'm real stoked on the new Ammo LP. Everybody should check that out. Um, new Jersey band, <laughs> who I think is just awesome. But like. There's been a big rise on that. We see it in some of the bands who are catching energy right now, gel and Spy are doing really well yeah. and like a lot of bands. but that stuff's been doing well and kind of is branching it into its own world. Obviously, the more metallic stuff, like like thrash metal style, and course, we big up gate creepers doing their thing. they're doing really well. We're seeing all that stuff kind of like black shirt stuff is doing fine. But I'm talking about the lighter shades of the spectrum. The gray T-shirt might be retired because right now it's been replaced with with you know pastels.
1: You know I'm I'm going to develop my my hypothesis on black T-shirts development because okay. it's not it's not fully formed. But the way that you, you, you mentioning spy and gel and uh, so I watched a gel set the other day uh, on probably hate six. and the, the uh, so I was watching that. And I was thinking, oh, this band has like proper punk riffs. You, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily hardcore riffs. There's some proper punk riffing in here, right? Yep. And, yep. and, and then I thought about, because obviously uh, scowl is a big thing right now, right? People want yep. and, people, and people want my opinion on stuff, which is always a setup. It, it, people, I know what you're asking me when you ask me about what's popping. You know what I mean? You want you want me to say, nah, that's not popping. You know yeah, I mean? Don't mind like,
0: me just watching. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, like you I I I know where you're coming from. You want you want me to to, to see to low hate on something. But I watched a I haven't seen Scout Live, but I watched this I watched a, a, a video of a couple songs and I was thinking the same thing about that band. Oh, that band he's got some proper punk riffs. Now it's a slightly different thing. They're going for like, you know, whatever, like a, like the, st- the same material that ceremony ends up mining, you know what I mean? California, they, stuff, they have some
0: of that. They also do some like, uh, like uh, skank part, mosh, yeah, oh, no, sure. yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. But, but, and this is, I could be totally wrong about this. I expect that to minimize over over the next record. Does hmm. uh, you know, what I mean, like, hmm. I could be wrong, I'm, I don't write the records for them, but, but I think that their their California stuff really works. And the mosh stuff is, is uh mosh stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so I don't, don't that lose that your, I,
0: don't lose your hypothesis, but pin in the idea of an episode where we do projections and futures on what we think band's next record should sound like
3: Based yeah, on nothing, but it.
0: our, our pure weirdo <laughs> speculation Continue.
1: <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> so, so I was thinking, and, and spy is another good example, right? Spy certainly has some fucking punk riffs. maybe, Maybe more yeah. than the other two bands, they have uh, like like the grimy punk riff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and yeah. So, so whatever. The point is...
0: Grime punk if, into stomp
1: punk. Yeah. Yes. But the point is that I, in the same way that maybe on a timeline, uh, this, uh, like, like things sort of gravitate towards the post-hardcore or alt or, or melodic hardcore, whatever that thing is that we're talking about, I think even kind of the, um, the black shirt bands are, in my view, highly melodic. They have highly melodic underpinnings that I think that they are going to pursue in a similar fashion. So I think that even black shirt is going to become, you know, Heather <laughs> Heather Heather Gray shirt uh, over the next oh, yeah. three years. So it's and. Listen, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these bands all get harder over time. That's possible. I'm I'm game for anything, but I just think that uh, even the punk stuff that we're talking about, I think that stuff might be on a trajectory towards, for lack of a better word, is is immediately likable. Okay, like what what how do what do we want to call that? What, what, what mean, do we want to call? I, I
0: want to. I, I mean, I actually want to give shout out to Gel because I think on that last EP they did Violent Closure. They achieved something that's really tough as a fast hardcore punk band, who's pretty hard and has like punk underpinnings, but then like stompier mosh stuff. They have catchy parts. They have parts that you could use a snippet of. You know, like I saw some skate video that had just a snippet of a Gel song, like an Instagram thing, and it used a Gel song, and I'm like, Yo, this works. This is cool. It sounds cool you use the word instantly likable i think that's right and like <clears throat> that is the few and far between which i don't think that's a demarcation of bad that's actually this like high watermark for fast hardcore you know like it, well, if you're a poppy I, or a melodic band catchy stuff we I, I think you said it a few episodes ago and i've, I've kind of appreciated it writing a catchy chorus you know, is one of the hardest things you can do.
1: Well, a hundred percent, but here, here's what I'm, I guess I'm driving at. Like, and Tom, I'm going to speak for you, but you, sure. maybe you don't fall, maybe you don't fall into this. I yeah. think to Tom and I, this is Hank Wood slash Warthog sort of world. Right. And yes. yep. I, I, I just don't, I don't expect Warthog to be, to like become, immediately likable but then the younger crop of bands i kind of think are going to i and this is just listen to those bands that are listening to this that some one of your friends told you hey they're talking about you whatever let me just be clear i don't write your music fucking for you i'm just telling you that the parts of your songs that work best for me are the parts that are like proper fun punk parts and if i were you I would write those parts bigger every song. So, but I don't write your music. So make yourself happy. But, the, the, uh, but what I'm saying is, I I think that that stuff, in my view, I think that even that stuff is going to go likable. I, which sounds like a fucking insult when you're when you are like trying to be the black shirt punk band, and I'm like, yeah. They're all going to be likable. It probably sounds like I'm like shitting on them in some way, but I'm not. I think that those are like, you know, like I'm the guy that thinks that the mid period ceremony stuff is actually brilliant. You know what I mean? Like I'll take it over the, uh, uh, over the uh, power violence inspired stuff any day. So like, I'm not, and I bet, and here's my premise, actually, let me put it in a nutshell. I bet moving forward, forget bands wanting to sound like drug church or something like that. I think moving forward, mid-period ceremony is going to mean a lot more to people than early ceremony does that sound viable as as a hypothesis to you
0: i mean i think you've got a bigger idea in there and you you kind of checked yourself a bit but where and i think you should maybe we're gonna have to ask you to come back to the your your bigger black shirt hypothesis if it's today or or next episode no I, i think people Am I wrong in saying that, like, there are people who love the ceremony early material, but it's almost a point of, like, the ferociousness, the rawness, and then if you were there live, it was that crazy that it's, like, damn, and it was infectious live. Um, well, it, they, another thing their is... mid-period, they clearly just got... They just got better chops, and were synthesizing classic punk tunes with some of that more up-tempo and, like, Teeth of of uh, of the time, you
1: know, but but that material I now ceremony w- we forget is a long lived band, so like th- they actually have seen at least two generations of hardcore kids, right? I, and to I mean, be closer to four, you know. I, and, and and what I'm saying is, I just think that the influence moving forward is going to be zoo. Do, do you know what I mean? I think that's going to be the influence on younger bands uh, much more so than but lo- but look like this is also a natural progression how many actual alt bands died in the wool alt bands started as hardcore leaning material you know what i mean oh, a, lot. <laughs> a lot and, was- and because when you're young you can jump into hardcore there's a scene for it there's it, this is what you're around all the time and you have to as an adult now I'm getting heavy. As an adult, you almost have to make a conscious decision to play hardcore. Whereas when you're young, it could be just what you're around and in. You know, Tom, yeah. what
0: are your thoughts on the first wave, like first wave hardcore bands? We always talk, you know, negative approach, yeah. minor threat, ba ba ba. What they all did then after that is always interesting to me. But, like, clearly, I like the their bands before that more. But where they went after that, you see, Husker du, their hardcore stuff is good, but then they go and, and continue progressing and they're in a different world. Uh, you get Fugazi, you get Laughing Hyenas, you get all this stuff. And, and, you know, you get Dinosaur Jr., all that stuff. They didn't consider their next projects hardcore per se, but some did. You know, like, I think, I think Ian MacKay would say that Fugazi was clearly a hardcore band and I, I wouldn't argue with him. Um, is that sort of akin to what we're seeing sonically in terms of the range where it's like, Hey, if we walk like a duck and talk like a duck, but we have a different haircut and you know, we're, we're now fluorescent pink. Are we still a duck?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a fucking million dollar question. Right, right. There's bands that it's like, I just read like an interview with. um. I mean, all right, I mean I'll put it out there. I'm not trying to be mean. Killswitch Engage. Yes. Like, really like dudes in the band. Uh, I quite like the band. Yeah. I read an interview with the guy and he was just like, you know, no matter what we do, we're always a hardcore band.
1: Uh, c- c- citation needed, my friend.
2: <laughs> but you know, like to them, to he, to him, he's a fucking hardcore kid in a, in a band. band. <laughs> like he's like he's going about it as if they were still playing, like you know, like whatever the fucking you know Lupo is a yeah. fucking the yeah. Met, whatever. You know what I mean? In Rhode Island. Sure yeah. Meanwhile, they're <laughs> like a, a almost near like arena level, but like to him, he's still like a hard. They're a hardcore band that just happened to get big.
1: So Tom, not to make everything about me, but like th- this is why I'm like super reticent to have that whole like, like to talk about drug church as Though it's a hardcore band, even a very fringy hardcore band, uh, I I've, I've usually, I've usually kind of demurred from that and said like alt band or whatever. It's yeah, but you're not
2: an alt band. I listen. The vibe, All right, Pat? I'm going to tell you as an outsider. Okay the vibe that you bring to, the show, to those shows are as punk or as hardcore as any show I've ever seen. And I've got, I like alt Bob mold. Isn't being like you with the big shoulders, you're going to have to you know, you're going to have to be the person that people are landing on from stage times.
1: Yeah, okay. That, that's all true.
2: Like all the alt bands that I like, they're not like kind of, in, you know, being like, have the best night of your life. Like you're like Andrew WK hardcore. Yeah. And and
0: by the way, stage diving at drug jerk shows, mixed mixed quality level. We'll say that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <No> <laughs> doubt about that. here's the thing: at an alt show, you guys know that one. I think it's is it alive? The Pearl Jam video. I don't. Or is it? It's one of the Pearl Jam videos where Eddie vetter even finds the side. Even flow. Thank you, Tom. That's the Eddie Vedder stage dive, and it's like he just like falls. You know, it's yeah. not even a dive; yeah. it's just a. It's not. Yeah. It's a trust fall. You know yeah. what I mean? Um That's that's stage alt alt show stage dive. Person jumps on the stage, does the hands waving like "Hey, catch me, catch me!" Yeah, and then yeah. jumping. You don't get that. You've got full fledged stage divers. That's a little check on the hardcore box. You know what I
1: mean? Sure, but sure but here here's my point is randy from lamb of god has the same line that the guy from kill has got and i respect both these men even if i don't listen to their bands at all seem like cool dudes whatever i'm just saying that i am always hesitant to because you it's easy to it's easy to come off oh like when you are not playing hardcore music but you are talking about hardcore like and you're talking about, you playing hardcore music, you can come off away unintentionally. But and,
2: what to, to someone like Randy or someone like Jesse, right? From mm-hmm. what benefit are they getting out of it by like tethering mm-hmm. themselves to hardcore?
1: So, Tom, I this is not to make a comparison that perhaps those gentlemen would find unflattering, but I've never seen anybody more insecure about their punk bona than fucking uh billy joe armstrong never in my life that man is from the dirt (laughs) you know like that man he he doesn't to me he shouldn't have to prove himself to anybody right but 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 he i think because of the scene that he came from specifically and some of the anxieties the anxieties that they got over there that he has been trying to prove that he's a punk while playing stadiums with the bottled water like you know what i'm saying like it's different (laughs) so but he's hung up on it and i'm not i don't know jesse and i don't know randy i'm just saying that there is like for a lot of people maintaining your roots is an unhealthy fixation when you could just say i really love hardcore music (laughs) like you you could just say like yeah. Like you don't yeah. got to do, you don't got to do the whole thing. You can just say like, like, and you know, if somebody presses you, like if an interviewer presses you on these things, you can always just say, I mean, I, I'm not the one to say, cause I'm not watching myself, but I would have to imagine that stuff has a real impact on my performance and how I view my relationship with the audience. That stuff is all, that's a way of saying the same thing without coming off away. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. To oh, the. Yeah, you're <laughs> right about the whole like. Yeah, Billy Joel Armstrong being be like, "Yo, dude, you were there. You were a Gilman from the, Yo, the it, 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 yeah." You open the like, door. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I actually have two things, but the one I want to save towards the end, but the other being exactly what you're saying, like the, I just really like hardcore music.
2: Um, or I consider myself a hardcore kid. Yes,
0: yeah Okay. You can say all okay. That. Yes. Okay. Well. Oh. Okay. I think those are two different things though,
2: yeah, no, that's true, and,
0: that's true and i joy. think I think that's been a big change that we're starting to see, and I don't say this in a negative way i think I think it's interesting, you know as a wise man once said, I used to think of labels as symbols of pride, yada, yada, yada <laughs> um, <we are laughs> you seeing yada yada people, the best part I know-. Uh, <laughs> Yada, yada. I mentioned the (laughs) best.
2: Seinfeld, thank you.
0: By the way, Seinfeld in the hotel room, another nice choice.
2: Um, Always.
0: So, I believe with the broadening, and to be honest, there might be people who see identifying as anything as being mm, not cringy, But maybe cringy. It's thank you. Pastiche, right? Yeah, passe. There we go. And that can get hardcore into some trouble because the ideology and just labeling, like, well, this is hardcore, not that. Yo, like, this is Boston, not LA. It's the statement of that was a declaration hey, this is us and this is our own sound, not that, not the Golden Voice Punk, not that. We're this. That flag planting has been really important in hardcore. Without it, another big question, guys, is hardcore just the minor leagues for big room metal, big room alt? festival stages and i say this because <clears throat> it only hasn't been in the past because of self-declaration am i right or wrong
1: uh okay so i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say no uh with a couple of caveats the the i think no uh, and i can compare this to comic books there is a person who is very obviously angling for a specific type of career in comic book. uh big two work, et cetera, right? Marvel DC. Sure. Yeah. And even their indie work seems to be on that pathway. Sure. And, and their indie work can be seen as, Oh, this is like the, the band that is waiting for the, for, you know, for, for the tap on the shoulder, you know? Uh, but then there are also people who spend their entire career pursuing just exactly the type of indie work that they want, and with no expectations and or no 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 uh, no no plan for that other thing. And that person persists, and obviously in hardcore, I think it also persists. However, I will say. That on a long enough timeline,
2: yes,
1: mo- most bands that I've met in hardcore music would like to graduate to at least a bigger stage. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean a different type of music, that doesn't necessarily they mean that they want to shed all their fans, whatever the fuck. It's just right if you do something, there's lines, if you do something, yes, if you do something long enough, also like <clears throat> listen, <clears throat> there's bands that I know who I guess you could say were punk or hardcore bands in some respect, and when they break up, the members go, yeah, I'm done. And you go, you don't want to do it anymore? And they go, I can't start at zero. You know what I mean? And that seems, cr- if you're listening to this and you're 23, and you, that sounds stupid as fuck to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it sounds should, dumb. It <laughs> but, but if you are like 35 plus, and the idea of going back to the VFW as a turnoff. Well, listen, I'll, I'm sure I'll play a VFW again in the not distant future. So I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not on your side, but I am I I I can understand, right? That's not me, but I can understand. And I think that this type of like uh this uh, what do you call it? mission creep? You know what I mean? The mission started as. As we're a punk band, we're, we're going to play punk music and it's not going to go anywhere and it's fun and it's fulfilling. And then you've done it for four years. Now you'd kind of like to be invited to the bigger shows. You feel like you kind of deserve it. You're better than the other bands locally. Why the fuck wouldn't you get invited? Oh, now you get invited to those shows. You do a little regional touring. You know, our regional tours are pretty successful. I don't see why we're not getting invited to the festivals. You know, what I mean, like, well, okay. well,
0: but it's different, dude. I want to say this.
1: <clears throat>
0: Let me give a comparison point. Patrick, when you were in high school doing bands, were there people who were completely removed from hardcore doing aggressive guitar bands? Yes. What were their aims and goals? Pantera. And there, which which you've also self-admitted that members of your band were kind of like...
2: Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. But but you, your goal was to play like hardcore shows, right? Yes, uh, but, but Bob, you're you're raising a question that is like I'd, I'd be interested to hear Tom's on this because he started band high school. Uh, is you're you're talking about something that it's almost impossible to? I mean, I it is literally impossible for me as a person with no uh, 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 objectivity on this. But <laughs> is that just because that was the the scope of my ambition?
0: Well, that's there. That's the perfect question, Tom. With indecision, was your goal with indecision ever you love U two? Was your goal with indecision ever to be like, man, it'd be nice to do a U two tour?
2: No, no, we had
0: none. <laughs> we had no, no ideas. No, and and your goal was probably like, yeah, if we went and did a tour, it'd be cool. Like, hey, if Madball asked us to, to go on tour, that'd be awesome.
2: Right, or to be like, to play with our heroes, or like. Put out right. a seven inch or like play outside of Brooklyn or <laughs> you
0: know, like, like very and, and, and small. And y'all, like hardcore, perhaps, and like I I'm I'm saying these is all part of the larger ball of wax, there was a self-limiting idea to it in in so much as saying that hardcore is enough. Being a part of this thing is enough. However, I think. You know, and, and you, you identified it. Sometimes ambitions grow, and it's okay. Like, yo, by Most Precious Blood, and Tom, certainly after you were out of Most Precious Blood, like, if those dudes were like, yo, Linkin Park just asked us to go on tour, they'd probably go going, fuck yeah, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, they did, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when they, they were like, what, Gravedigger asked us for a new sound, so like a song when they come out and crush cars. Um. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they did, you know, we did Andrew WK tours. They did like AFI tours and rise against tours. And you know, that's cool. But it was all coming from hardcore.
0: Right now. Now that's when it's like the question being, um, and it's, it's just, it's just something to think about more. So is the idea of like, and it's, it's hard because like, we also say this, like, yo, turns out, I, I legitimately think turns out, has the potential to be one of the biggest guitar bands in the world. Period. Just crossed a million monthly listeners. Yo, is that close to you know Ed Sheeran numbers? Not even close. Come on, what are we talking about? But on the like, on the scale of hardcore, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm all for it, and I'm excited for those folks, and I'm excited for what they've done, and I'm a fan of the band. I think the record's great. But I also wonder how that attunes and lines up with ambitions of younger people and how that framing of this weird subculture that's been around for 40 plus now <clears throat> continues to
2: evolve
4: at the same you, time. Think you think do you think
2: yeah, do you think it like skews people's um, you know it makes them go like, we could do that like while uh, you know like probably and indecision that was not a thing like sick of it all was like the biggest thing you could ever 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 imagine in hardcore
1: That's that's right. that's, exa- that's exactly right <laughs> I like you're not going to do think.
2: like sick of it all that's being sick of it all is more t- t- right? t- sick of it all is more attainable than turnstile is attainable in 2022
1: no question yeah all, and, although 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 tom when i was a kid and i saw sick of it all I don't know if I really thought that I could do exactly. No, no, definitely not. I I thought I could do the local version of it, maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, of course. So
0: do you see what I mean? Is that the idea of the, like, there's a self-limiting element there that's almost like, yo, it's the rejection of these things, X, Y, and Z, but it also means your ceiling is only X, but you're like, yo, both of you would have been, outrageously excited to have the ceiling of sick of it all 1995. Like you'd oh, be like yeah. incredible, you know, Fuck Yeah. but now yeah, you're that- right. Like the ceiling of turnstile is pretty goddamn crazy.
1: Yeah. And I, maybe we talked about it on the expectations episode where, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but, uh, uh faith no more fascinating to see that they never wanted to be a big band. And, they just became a big band. <laughs> Do You know what I'm saying? Like that's yep. uh, turnstile feels the same way to me. Now we can look at turnstile and say, those are uh, uh, sort of abnormally focused individuals who who are very good at a thing, you know? And who, who, who
0: let's also put it, worked hard at a thing for a, over a decade.
1: <laughs> for sure. But, but I don't know if you would ever look at them and go, yeah, they had, uh, they had Rio on their minds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, right, like, like
2: the, the kid from Turns the from Trapped Under Ice, the drummer from Trapped Under Ice, he, he, I know why he's starting this band.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. it's to, it's to right, play right, right. in a major stadium in Rio.
2: But while right. that was like a spoken thing, like bands that are huge now, or have been huge in the last 15 years, that like started in hardcore, like they were very clear about like what their intentions were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like certain bands from Chicago that are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly popular. Um, your mom, mm-hmm. everyone's mom, will know the bassist, probably. Um, sure. But like, we would play with pretty much that band as a as, when they were a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And like, they were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna like start this band for like you know try to make money and like you know find girlfriends and stuff." Yep. And it was like really. I mean, I remember, like, I don't know, like, Pat might be old enough, like, I remember, like, ch- wait a minute, are you telling me that Chad is leaving Shai Halud <laughs> to be in a pop-punk band? the it fuck is wrong with this just, kid? It
1: seemed remarkable to me. He had, like, a real
2: voice, too. You know what I mean? We're uh, like, what is wrong with this dude? He's got it made. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that yeah, was the To that play bass
2: in a pop-punk band, right.
1: Yes. I, you know, that was that's actually a very funny like a example. That, I'm
2: sorry. Do you remember that, though? Like, I remember being like, dude, what do you doing? Because I met him. He, we played their first show with him singing in Miami. Yeah. And he was in eighth grade. And I'm like, this kid's voice is insane. And, like, a couple years later, I'm like, you're leaving Shai Hulu for something called a newfound glory? Like, what are we doing here, buddy? Like, do you realize how gro- good you have it with Shy Hulut? Because Shai Hulut was killing it. Yes, they were. Listen, like, yeah.
1: it's 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 funny how little vision...
2: You and I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. If I was like, I always think like the times that I've been like, you know, I would have t- pulled P- Chad aside and been like, what are you doing? What do you, yeah. you, you You're ruining your life. I, a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine that some of you guys probably know, like was kind of involved in signing, taking back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember being like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, uh, what? Yeah, I think it'll be good. I'm like, this band is fucking terrible. I had the actual
1: opposite I had the opposite experience mm-hmm. where I advised a friend to sign to Victory because all of my favorite bands were on Victory. You know what I mean? But the I opposite, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my like, friend oh, oh. I was like,
2: This dude, you gonna put your neck on the line for this band? Like the demo wasn't that great. Then they became fucking incredible. But like yeah. at the time I was like, This ain't gonna go anywhere.
1: <laughs> like that's why
2: don't yeah don't sign with my my management company my record company because <laughs> i don't i like what i like and i go this is garbage and then yeah i remember being like dude what are you doing or even like the dude joe i mean i've talking about fallout boy before but like and i was like <laughs> that <laughs> sounds and in my head i'm like that sounds ridiculous meanwhile i should have been like you want me to carry something
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember remember me remember me please uh, and, um, you know, quite
2: honestly, and this is totally not a fucking whatever, but like, and they do. I mean, not with yeah. money. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I see them 20
2: years later and they're still like, hey, hardcore. You know, like they know like they're still in their hardcore kind of bag.
1: Yeah, I, I which mean, is listen, kind of nice. it, it, there, there's dudes like famously, Davey Havoc is, is still very much likes what he likes. You, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It's, uh, there's, there's fellas that have uh, kind of entered the different uh, part of uh, musical life
2: uh, <laughs> and, yeah, but uh, there's like a cutoff that you're like if you join their lives after a certain point they look at you a certain way
1: oh well that's a fact but if you jumped uh, on the
2: band that's why me and bob are trying to get on that drug church bandwagon early <laughs> so like 10 oh. years from now they'd be like those fellas like when i'm trying to retire and you're like yo i'll hit you off with a mill. let me yeah, pay like off like the any- school loans for you you know what i mean like that's what i feel that's what i'm waiting for
1: I, I think maybe I told you fellas, I got my first email about a white paper. I, I, I I'm really Ooh. excited. I'm really excited to enter this stage of life where like people that are successful are fans of my bands.
2: That's, that's really nice. So is, uh, when, when you get an email about white paper,
1: a white paper. Uh, so it's, it's a, a simplification of a, a, of a usual tech, usually a tech idea. It doesn't have to be a tech idea, but usually a tech idea. White paper is like the, Hey, here's the, Synopsis that we could show to an investor or an executive or anybody who doesn't have technical yeah. knowledge uh, of the thing we're talking about. Oh, okay. In, an, in yeah. an effort to make them understand, but it's no. basically it's like if you were like for example, this is not what happened to me, but like for example, when the age drug guy, whatever the fuck his name is, like when he approached uh, uh, Jeff Rickley or uh, you, you know what I mean, like it was on Martin Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Martin Screlli. Thank you. Well, <clears throat> when it was on. That was on some like, hey, I became successful and I just really still like your band, sort of shit. Like now that one maybe didn't go the way that. No, no, it didn't go well at all. <laughs> but but you get the point. the point. The point is that that uh, you know, like it's rich it's people cool. like your
2: band now is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. might or yeah, people, it's no, cool. Like people that are becoming <laughs> rich, right? Like, uh, you know, they're like they're like that's that's a cool thing.
0: Um, you know, I think, I think PK has to get to his gig, uh, before we go a big shout out to red planet blues, your new, uh, comic looks like it's funded, but people should look it up. Uh, red planet blues. Who's the artist on it? Al uh,
1: Gopha? Al Gopha. everybody go to the Kickstarter, red planet blues. Uh, it is, uh, if you like my comic work at all, or if you have any interest in just the way that I write it, you'll enjoy it. Uh, the cartooning is Awesome. just really really sharp just really on point and uh that is uh this is bob doing me the favor of of cross promoting the thing that i mm. definitely would have forgotten uh the mm. the thing is uh the book is funded but we set a very low funding goal because we're just treating it like a pre-order so just get your pre-order in now you'll get it in a few months
2: i like that Yo. and then when we're back on like when everyone's on uh microphones yeah, um, me and Pat are playing the same show in September. Oh, right. I would love to talk about that and kind of give some background. Um, maybe Yo,
0: book Axe to Grind. Let's go.
2: They want go to. Go. So if you're listening and you want Axe to Grind to like, we've we've got a very very a buddy of mine that's like sort of involved. Was like, you guys should b- come down and just do like you know you and Pat are already going to be there. I am more than happy to do a live. You know, we just got to get Bob down to Birmingham, Alabama. Let's do it. Um, Give me some boiled peanuts. Let's go. And um, yeah, and then you uh, are we putting this up this coming Tuesday? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Barring any uh, editing problems, uh, yes. All right. This one might have to. This one might have to go to Andrew though. This is. This might be some heavy lifting. We'll
2: find out. Um, just keep an eye out on the uh, GoFundMe for Homeboy from Downpressor. Oh,
0: shout out to Dan Weinrob uh yeah, yeah 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 that
1: person
2: so terrible story yeah. hopefully you know j- just and married it, and yeah yeah
1: A thing uh, 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 to speak to all of that a part that everybody needs to remember a thing that could happen to anybody that part yeah. like for those of you that, that care about how somebody gets hurt a uh, thing that could happen to anybody so you got to keep that in mind like if you're the sort of person that i just this is for our listeners that are more judgmental if you're the sort of person that writes people off because you think they get themselves in trouble or whatever you don't want to fucking contribute to them this could happen to anybody so bear that in mind give what you can
0: shout out to dan who's uh not just a good person but a, a, a great person um support him uh everybody thank you uh enjoy the pit reports let's go
3: hello this is Matt um, calling about the Boston show featuring drug church one step closer lurk soul blind and pile of love um, it is a couple of weeks in the past now um, I just made a note to make sure I called in uh, just to say that uh, pile of love was pretty dope uh, they covered guided by voices um, I think it's a couple of dudes from drug church and then a couple of other folks that have been involved in a bunch of different things they were telling me i don't recall the whole story um but uh kind of like if the this is odd but kind of like if the juliana theory like did a push-up or two i don't know like definitely some more meat to it um but also, the dude could sing a little um, And my wife, Courtney, agrees uh, So, yeah, the rest of the show You already know Lurk, good Soul Blind, fucking great One Step Closer, fucking great And Drug Church, you know That's the tour, right? Um, although One Step Closer They're bringing it They're bringing it, that's all I'll say But um, besides that Check it if it's still going on If not Thanks for uh, having me. So long, guys. What's up,
4: Extra Grind Enjoyers? It's Jim from Ohio sending in a pit report. Uh, last night, I went and saw the uh, knock Loose Movements Kublai Khan and Koyo package uh, at the, the Athenaeum in, in Columbus, Ohio really cool room. It was my first time being there. I have it, have it pegged at about a, a 1200 cap. Uh, it's a super old school, uh, theater uh, kind of ballroom deal with really good, uh, really good acoustics and some, uh, some theater seating for, for old heads like me to rest our feet. And, uh, it was, it was it really knocked it really knocked me on my ass the entire thing. Uh, it was my first time seeing Koyo, long awaited. Um, this band, you, you gotta, you gotta check them out if you haven't yet. They are absolutely bringing it live. They played, uh, the two new songs that they dropped recently, a couple songs, uh, off EGP. Um, band just moves on stage, uh, super dynamic. Joey is just very clearly on the warpath, (laughs) uh, He was uh, was shirtless most of the time and just really really going off having a great time and, and people really uh people really popped for them. So it's nice seeing them, uh seeing them really get their flowers. I've been riding hard from Koyo uh from from jump, so uh, I think that they're gonna be really big uh, after this tour. Um as if they aren't already. Uh next was Kubla Khan from Texas. Uh my second time seeing them, I saw them open for Despised Icon, uh, back in 2019 and really, really, really impressive. They're, if you haven't heard them, they're like playing a pretty unique kind of slammy, thuddy metalcore, uh, super fun, got the crowd really engaged, uh, really kind of minimal setup. And they had really cool, like, Uh, neon, (laughs) little neon signs of 2Ks on the stage with that was a nice touch. Uh, Really, really fun. Uh, Next up was Movements. They, uh, it's it's nice, it's with a nice bill because they kind of split the difference between like really heavy metalcore and kind of, you know, more uh, turn of the millennium style like emo, pop-punk stuff. Uh, which is kind of obviously the category that choreo falls into movements definitely felt like a, um, a revival of the sort of Tumblr emo pop punk stuff that was happening in the, uh, in the like early 20 teens. Uh, they were really, really well received. Very obviously have a really, really good, uh, really solid following. Uh, they did a really like touching dedication to one of their, uh, one of their fans from Columbus who had passed away recently. And so, um, a so somber moment to <laughs> to punctuate the night, but honestly, they had one of the best uh, crowd responses all night. So shout out, shout out, movements, um, and then obviously, like there's not much to say that hasn't already been said about Knock Loose. They're the the best band in the biz right now. If you're if you're into you know uh, very heavy metalcore, my, one of my buddies that I was there with it turned to me uh, at one point point, just like, Man, these guys are basically just the heaviest band. And I was like, yeah, it's it's kind of accurate. Um, they're, they've they really leveled up their stage show on this tour um, and they have a really like, cool sort of backdrop and they're doing a, a thing that is from where I said a page out of Slipknot's book where they're actually like, they have the, you know, the LED screens playing different, you know, cool footage in the background, and they particularly kicked that up for, like, the uh, the material off their newest EP. First time hearing the material off that um, Tear in the Fabric of Life EP live, and man, it was really impressive. Uh, the band knows how to put together a set list, and they know how to keep the crowd engaged. Isaac is um, a second only to Scott Vogel I think in terms of being a, an effective mosh call guy and at the, the crowd had one of the biggest pits open in it the entire time and um, I think that if you have tickets to this to any date of this tour I would say go like don't do what a lot of people have been doing and like sit it out if you can afford not to like definitely check this out I know that most of these dates are sold out, but um, I highly recommend checking this out. This is one of the most impressive things I've seen in a really long time. With Without further ado, I'll sign off, but uh, keep keep listening to Hardcore.
3: Much love. Hello, this is Matt I'm calling about the Boston show featuring Drug Church, One Step Closer, Lurk, Soul Blind, and Pile of Love. Um, It is a couple of weeks in the past now. Um, I just made a note to make sure I called in uh, just to say that uh, Pile of Love was pretty dope. Uh, They covered Guided by Voices. I think it's a couple of dudes from Drug Church and then a couple of other folks that have been involved in a bunch of different things. They were telling me i don't recall the whole story um but uh kind of like if the this is odd but kind of like if the juliana theory like did a push-up or two i don't know like definitely some more meat to it um but also the dude could sing a little um and my wife courtney agrees uh so yeah the rest of the show you already know lurk good soul blind fucking great One Step Closer, fucking great, and Drug Church, you know, that's the tour, right? Um, Although One Step Closer, they're bringing it. They're bringing it. That's all I'll say. But um, besides that, check it if it's still going on. If not, thanks for uh, having me. So long, guys.